Hey guys, I'm Nick. And I'm Yuji. Welcome to Papercut. This week, we're talking about The Perks of Being a Wallflower, 1999, by Stephen Shbosky. Set in the 1990s, the book follows narrator Charlie as he finds his place of belonging. And he meets Sam and Patrick, step-siblings in their final year at high school. Straight off the bat, we're told by Charlie that Sam is the most beautiful girl he's ever seen. And also Patrick's gay. And eventually, after a while, Sam and Patrick come to accept Charlie into their group. And for a while, he feels a sense of belonging. They dub Charlie the Wallflower because he sees things, he keeps quiet about them, and he understands. It's written from a first-person perspective, and you'd expect him to be in all the action sequences and all in the thick of it. But instead, he talks about things that happen to his friends from a relative distance in a somewhat detached way that really solidifies this notion of him being the wallflower. So, you know, right off the bat, like from what you described, I, you know, I just want to understand whether, like, the nature of this story, right? Mm. Is is this about him or is this about what's happening around him? Because, like, from what you said about wallflower, it seems like he's he holds a very passive role. I think you've struck a very good point here because. It feels like everything is happening to his friends. So, for example, like he has a gay friend, and all the things that you think would happen to a gay person in the nineteen nineties sort of happens to that friend.、Um, he has many female, many female characters as well, and of course, like you go through different phases, whether it's being cheated on or if it's something even more sinister like getting raped. So, from that sense, it is about the people surrounding him, but. Inevitably, because he's around these people and because he's connected to them in some way, the fallout of what happens to them gets put on him, and I think that's why he, they go to him because he's someone who doesn't judge, and that's someone that they can confide in without feeling judged, and that's why, on some some sense, he's absorbing all of this and growing as a person at the same time. So we do see that growth come out as well because when he starts off, he's very confused about a lot of things. But as things go and progress, things become a bit more clearer to him. Not necessarily because he's taking a very active role, but because he is taking it in. When you say stuff becomes a bit more clearer to him,、mm. I'm a bit sort of confused in the whole definition of like what do you think the growth means. So、mm. if I were to if I were to put myself in Charlie's shoes, say、mm. I saw like. A man and a woman cheating on each other.、Mm. Like、just, just I don't know whether that happens in a book or not. But I'm saying like, okay, fine. You see that happens, and maybe when I was a kid, I'd be a bit confused. I'd be like,、oh, why are they doing this? Or like, what shouldn't the guy be like this? We be with this other woman. And as I grow older, I would sort of, you know, as you said, absorb and understand the situations in which in which they are. They find themselves in. You know, maybe the guy is not happy with his marriage. Maybe his wife. You know. Uh, didn't give him as as much attention. Maybe his wife was herself another in another kind of affair as well. So I would grow to understand the situation, right? But would you say I have grown? Is that the kind of growth that we see in Charlie? Understanding and the acknowledgement that things are just the way they are, and there is nothing you can do about it. Somewhat, because sometimes, and I think this is true to real life as well. Things happen around you, and there's really nothing you can do about it. All you can do is sit back, try not to judge, and or try to understand. I think growth for him it comes in two forms. One, the world becomes this more complex place, and 
though it doesn't necessarily become simpler, he might not find the answers to everything. He learns to cope with these things that happen to him. And secondly, especially towards the end of the book, he slowly takes a more active role or in life, like he starts participating in things, whether it's like going on dates or going on stage and performing, you see he's slowly coming out of his shell. And so there is in that sense, character development. Of course, like he's still taking it in more than actively participating, but you know, it's baby steps, right? Okay. So he still acknowledges that, you know, just because the world's the way it is, doesn't mean that you can't do something to try and change it. I wouldn't say he tries to actively change the world. It's more like, Hey, this is the way it is. I can I can carve something for myself. I don't have to change it, but I can carve okay. something. So it's for more myself like he out. fits himself into the world than he fits the world around him too. Exactly. exactly. Okay. Okay. And he finds that sense of belonging from these people who accept him. When I'm listening to it, I feel like there's a part of this story that I can relate to. Because mm. I feel like you know there there are there are times in our lives when we just you know as as you say be be a wallflower, right? Just observe things happen as they are and you know, find ourselves quite unable to do something about it. But, you know, Nick, just I just want to know, as, as a person who's actually read this book and, you know, not, not, not judging from hearsay, you know, how much do you identify with um, Charlie? I think it's written, because it's written in the first perspective, you're almost thrown into his perspective and you are expected to identify with him. And to be honest, it's actually fairly easy. He's a very easy character to identify with. Now, he's not the most popular character, and I think that for most people, you're not going to be the most popular person in every situation. So I think everyone can find that sort of understanding of that, you know, being that outsider that no one fully comprehends. So I think in that sense, you can be understood, you can understand where this character is coming from. So he tells you what happened. He might give a very neutral opinion about it, but it doesn't feel forced. It doesn't feel inflammatory. So for example, if someone did something stupid, like, I don't know, punch a wall or something like that, one person might go, oh, that was stupid. But he go, he would say like, oh, so-and-so punched a wall. His arm hurt afterwards for a few days. And it's very neutral. But for some reason, it doesn't feel like it's forced into your mind. And a lot of the descriptions, he doesn't just tell you like, oh, it's this judgment, for example, that's stupid. Or I'm in love with this person. Like this is what it feels like. He he manages to describe in such a way that, and I think this is where the book really shines. That you can almost feel exactly the way the character is feeling, and that's something I find a lot of books struggle with. Like they use simple words like "oh he felt happy," but we that's it's a very vague word. Whereas in this one, he tells you like what kind of happiness it is, whether it's like uh, something in your stomach that churns out a smile. These descriptions, even though they're so simple and it, to some extent naive, it's something that really resonate with. And so the way it's written, even though it might come across as childish, there's, there's a sense of awareness in it. That's interesting. So it's not like a, it's not like an agenda book in a way that is sort of made, it's sort of written to make you understand, you know, like um, I'm thinking, for example, the curious instant of a dog in the nighttime where it's written from an autistic person's uh, perspective right? mm. to make people understand how an aut- like people with autism think mm. it's more like a it's more like just your generic emotionless indifferent person reacting to the average thing that happens in life. I would say that's more like it I wouldn't say he's completely devoid of emotion okay um, but he's definitely not like weirdly autistic he empathizes and he understands what's going on 
So I wouldn't say that he's a complete, you know, social outcast. Okay, or yeah, anything. yeah, sure. Like not 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 like a complete sort of narrate narrative perspective. There are still mm. personal emotions, yes. values put into it. Yeah, it's just like when he does description, is a lot more neutral. Okay, and also because he's the youngest in his group of friends, what happens is a lot of grown. More mature things happen around him that he's not necessarily equipped to deal with, and so you come from a perspective of innocence, and I think that's the lens it offers. If if the curious case incident of the dog in, at night time offers that autistic lens, I think this one offers that innocent lens because, like I said, all the descriptions are very kiddish in some way, in one way or another, and so I think for most people, especially when you're at the at that stage in life, like. Coming into the world, it's something that you can identify with, and I think that everyone on some level can get behind that. Okay, so I think biggest takeaway from the book is this idea that why are people in such awful relationships that make both parties unhappy? Like, why is this person stuck with this other person where one can clearly do better than the other? Blah blah blah. Like, why is this the case? And this is the central theme of the book, and I think it gets. Embodied in this quote, that we accept the love we think we deserve, and throughout the story, Charlie sees people in relationships that make everyone miserable. He sees his sister in a relationship she's not happy with. She sees Patrick in a relationship with, you know, another guy who can't come to terms with being gay, and he sees Sam with someone that he doesn't think treats her very well at all. And so we see this in other forms as well, be it with parents or friends, and and throughout the story, we find that. He's never really fully engaged, or or really understands why this happens, and we later on find out why this is the case. But then we venture into spoiler territory, so I'll, I'll try to refrain from okay. that. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, I haven't read this, right. yet, so you know. <laughs> Overall, I think I give it a nine out of ten.、Um, the book provides an air of innocence, and I think that innocence is something I feel most people can relate to on some level. If you like what we do, follow us on Spotify or in any of your other preferred streaming sites. If you want to leave us a comment or let us know what you think, you can email us at papercut.cast@gmail.com or Instagram at papercut.cast, no caps, or Twitter at papercutpodcast, one word, no caps. Look forward to seeing you guys next week for another episode. Until then, I'm Nick and I'm Eugene. Peace out.